We've all heard it more times than we can count. Remember your why. But how can my why help me when all I want to do is quit? Join me in episode four of PD for the Souls Beat the Burnout series. Hey, 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 teacher fam. I am your host, Lanisha Boone. And before we get started, I'd like to share some background information. I am a rock star math teacher turned district coach. I eat, sleep, and breathe math education. I love the classroom and I am totally committed to creating impact. I do understand though that being impactful is not a one man show. We need everybody in on the fun. And that's precisely why I'm here. I want you to teach like the world depends on it because guess what? It absolutely does. I also understand that there are a lot of moving parts in our education system and my goal is to plant the seeds so that you can bear fruit. PD for the Soul is your smart start, whether that's to your day, your professional learning community meetings, or your own personal development. I am here to ensure you start smart so you can finish strong. Are you ready to level up your teaching thinking? The Beat the Burnout series was born out of a desire to equip teachers with a toolkit that they can prepare with and pull from. We all know that teaching is a challenge and becomes even more so with each passing day. So far, we've discussed two major implications on teacher burnout, relationships, whether that be teacher to student or teacher to teacher, and accepting what we can control, right? Because there are things that are outside of our control and it just is what it is. Today, we will delve into our why. At this point, it seems cliche. There's so many gurus telling us to remember your why. But when you're in the thick of it and your stress levels are high, does why you become a teacher even cross your mind? Probably not, but perhaps it should. I've come up with a list of seven different words that reflect many people's whys. And what I want us to do today is to discuss these words and determine how can we leverage them on a regular basis to prevent burnout. So let's get into it. The first word I have on my list is devotion. So a teacher who is devoted or who has chosen to go into education because of devotion is because they have a love for children. Right. So that teacher would say things like, I want that child to have what I had or maybe I want them to have what I didn't have. So I want to be here for the students. That's the devotion. That's that devoted teacher. Okay, that's their why. The next word is duty. So a teacher who has come into education because of duty, they want to give back. They see a need and they feel like they have the power to fill that need, right? They're all about community and uplift and things of that nature. Desire. A teacher who's come into education because of desire has a love for education. They want to be the change they want to see. They don't want to sit around and talk about the issues. They want to be a part of the solution. They know that there are holes in the system and they want to fill them. Discipleship. A teacher who has come into education under discipleship had someone in their life who was a teacher that changed them for the better, right? For the better. And they want to have that same impact on someone else. They love teaching, okay? They feel like it's an opportunity to affect positive change. 
dexterity. These teachers love their content, whether it's math, ELA, science, their subject might have come easily to them, or they may have worked really hard, fell in love with the feeling that it gave them to experience their success, right? We may also have teachers who are dedicated or come in education because of dedication, right? So they have a love for legacy. They grew up watching a parent as a teacher, or maybe it was someone that they lived with, a grandparent or someone that they hold really dear. And they want to be just like them, okay? So that's dedication. And then finally, I have dynamics. This person loves flexibility. The flexibility they have in their classroom, the flexibility with their schedule, all of that makes them giddy. It gives them joy, okay? So really quickly, I want to review those list of words. Devotion, duty, desire, discipleship, dexterity, dedication, and dynamics, okay? So why? Why? Why did I come up with this list? Well, I feel like by categorizing our why, we are naming it and we're defining what prompted our entry into education, This conceptualization allows us to understand who we are and the impact that we want to have. So our essential question for this episode is how can I build upon my why to consistently be impactful? Because that's why we're here, right? So I want you guys to think about something. Think about the fact that recommitment is more important and takes more work than the initial commitment. I'm going to say that again. Recommitment is more important and takes more work than the initial commitment. Because think about it. When we start something, we're green. We don't know anything firsthand. So it's easy to be excited. Everything's new. But once you get in it and you start to see what it's really like, things can really change. The excitement can die out, making it harder to show up as our best selves every day. Now, throughout this series, we've been talking about new teacher Tiffany, and today's episode is going to be no different, okay? So let's think about this in terms of Tiffany. She comes to you as a beginning teacher, and she has had it. Tiffany is tired, she's feeling overworked, she's feeling overwhelmed, and she doesn't feel like she can teach another day. What could we tell her? What should we tell her? Well... No matter the reason Tiffany pursued education, it's important that she accepts reality, however different that that reality may be from what she initially pictured. It's also important that we accept reality as well. Some folks aren't going to be long-term educators, and it just is what it is. But for those who know this is where they want to be, where they're supposed to be, their why is their way. If Tiffany's love for children brought her to education, She has to accept that all children learn differently and she must commit to making herself flexible. So not only do they learn differently, they also behave differently. She must be prepared for the students who may or may may not behave as she did as a child. So what does this mean? When we're going into that classroom and the students are doing things that make us not love them as much, right? We love them, but today I love you a little less. We have to tell ourselves some things. There's some mantras that we might need to repeat to ourselves. There's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves of so that we can stay in it. We can stay committed, okay? Because they're going to be hard days. We accept that. We know that, right? 
So what can we tell ourselves? If I am a person who came in because I love children, I need to tell myself that all students are different. Every single day, all students are different. Tiffany, all students are different. They're not going to be like you. They're not going to be like that student that's your favorite. They're not going to all be like the student that's your least favorite. Okay? All of them are different. And the only thing that you can do is do your best to meet them where they are. That's it. And every single day, you may have to wake up and remind yourself, all students are different. All students are different, Lanisha. All students are different, Tiffany. I will not let their differences get the better of me. All I can do is do my best to meet them where they are. What if Tiffany came into education because she had a love for community, right? She has this duty. She has to accept that in order to impact her community, she must first make an impact within her classroom. See, students' mindset reflects their environment. And teachers, we have to understand that we are a part of that. We are a part of that environment, okay? So what can I tell myself? My students are children. They are still learning and they are still growing. Who they are today will not be who they are next week, next year, and certainly not 10 years from now, right? They're still learning. They're still growing. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be their teacher next year, five or 10 years from now. I'm dealing with them today. But we have to remind ourselves that they are still children. I won't judge them. I will, again, do my best to meet them where they are. Okay, if I want to impact this community, I have to understand that it starts here in my classroom. I can't impact the community if I can't even get myself together to impact the students that I am working with every day. Okay, so if those kids are starting to get on your nerves, just remind yourself, Lanisha, they're children. They're still learning. They're still growing. Tiffany, I'm telling you. They are children. They are still learning. They're still growing. You will not judge them. I will not judge them. We will not judge them. The only thing that we can do is do our best to meet them where they are. Now, if Tiffany's love for education brought her here, she has to understand that her her impact is going to be a result of her expectations. Okay, let me say that again. Her impact will be a result of her expectations. Tiffany has to have high expectations for her students if she intends for them to perform on a high level. My students are not their past. That's what I have to say to myself. That's what I'm telling Tiffany to say to herself. Your students are not their past, okay? They are capable. And I will again do my best to meet them where they are. Why is this important? Some people come into this field because again, they do have that love for education, right? They have that love for education. They want to be a change. They know that there's a hole in the system. They want to be a part of the solution. But then they encounter days that makes it feel like, am I enough? Can I do enough? And we have to understand that what happened yesterday, we got to wipe it. We have to wipe it clean. We have to give these students clean slates, okay? Whatever happened yesterday is in the past. I am going to allow you to walk through this through this door with a clean slate. I am believing that you are capable. And when does this show up? 
this really, you know, because because we're going to get later in, in the series, we're going to talk about those systems and we're hoping that we can kind of prevent some of these things. But where this really shows up with students not being their past is when teachers come to us to talk to us and gossip with us about students and how they were in their classroom. And sometimes what we hear gets in our head and it influences how we treat students, even though we haven't even taught them yet. We're allowing somebody else's experiences and somebody else's opinions to influence how we treat a brand new student, right? So instead of us doing that, I want us to tell ourselves that these students are not their past. They are capable. Whether they did it last year in Miss Smith's class or not is beside the point, okay? They are not their past and they are capable and I am going to do my best to meet them where they are. If Tiffany's love for teaching brought her into education, her love for teaching brought her into education, she has to accept that her classroom may look, it may feel different from the one that she learned in. So what can she tell herself? When she walks into that classroom and she gets into it, she starts teaching, she's so excited and she sees that the same excitement that she had as a kid, her kids don't have, right? What can she tell herself? The only thing that she needs to do is make sure that her students feel safe. So her mantra is going to start with, my students will feel safe. Why do why, why should we start with that? Because a lot of the reasons why our students don't have that excitement is because at some point in their past, that joy or that excitement for learning was taken from them because of maybe a comment, because maybe of performance on an assessment, Um, maybe some feedback, something they got wasn't, something they received wasn't positive. And it changed the way they viewed education, the classroom, math, ELA, whatever, right? So I want them to feel safe because if they feel safe, they're going to feel okay. They're going to feel capable, right, to take the risk that I need them to take because learning is a risk, y'all. We're figuring things out. We're discovering things. So why is it a risk? Because I have to be okay with not being right all the time. I have to be okay with getting things wrong. And I need for you, I need for my students to feel safe, to feel like it's okay for them to do that here in this space, okay? So my mantra starts with, my students will feel safe. I will do my best to ensure all students see themselves in my classroom and in my content. Why? Because representation matters. If a child sees themselves or hears things that reflects their life, their thoughts, their feelings, they may feel a little bit more comfortable and maybe they can engage a little bit deeper. And now we're that much closer to the performance that we want to see that we know that they're capable of. If Tiffany's love for the content brought her into education, she has to accept that her students' feelings towards her content area may be different from hers. So Tiffany grew up and she was a math whiz. So she says, you know what? I want to teach this. And then she goes into the classroom and those students aren't math whizzes. Far from it. So now she's feeling like, what did I do? How did I end up here? Well, Tiffany, you have to understand that your love is not your student's love. So what can you tell yourself? My students may not love math, 
They may not love ELA. They may not even love science, but they will feel capable. Now, I really want us to focus in on that word feel, right? Feel capable. That means I am doing something as the teacher to make them feel this way, to make them um, walk into their purpose, walk into their capabilities. I am doing something. I am creating a space for them to feel like this is something that I can do. Even if I couldn't do it last year or if I couldn't do it last week, I couldn't do it yesterday. Today, I feel like I can show up, put my best foot forward, and I feel like I can do it. That's a part of that safety in that classroom, right? So we can't expect to see in our students what we see or love about ourselves. We can only allow them to be themselves. We can only allow them to be themselves. However that is, however that shows up, whatever that is, they can only be themselves. But we want to make sure that we're giving them what it is that they need to feel like they can do it. I want you to feel positive thoughts. I want you to have a growth mindset, right? Okay, so what about if Tiffany's love for legacy brought her into the classroom? She needs to accept that the experiences of her inspirations, right? So if it is a mom, a dad, a grandmother, their experiences, the things that they set her down and told her all these grand stories about, that might necessarily that might not necessarily be her experience. That might not be Tiffany's experience. Okay? Even though those stories are what led her to education, to pursuing that degree and coming into this field, that might not be what she experiences. Okay? So what can Tiffany tell herself? What can I tell myself? My students aren't perfect, and neither am I. We have to put those two things together, right? Because nobody's perfect my students aren't perfect so they're going to be different from the students that were in my grandmother's classroom they're going to be different than the students that were in my mother's classroom but i'm not perfect either the teacher that i am today won't be the teacher that i am tomorrow next year 10 years from now okay so again remembering that we are always growing we're always learning we're always evolving okay And mistakes are a good thing, right? Imperfections are a good thing, okay? It shows that we're trying. So, again, my students aren't perfect and neither am I. We will learn together and make our time together impactful. That's also important because one thing that I had to learn as a teacher was that I am planting seeds, seeds that I may not even see the fruit of, That was a hard thing to accept, to know that I am doing all of these things. I'm working so hard and the light bulb may not even go off until they're 25. Who knows if I will see them at 25? Who knows if they will see me at 25 or if we will connect even with Facebook, even with social media? Who knows if I will ever be able to see the seeds that I've planted? And you have to be okay with that. The only thing that you can do is be committed to learning with your students and making your time together meaningful and impactful, okay? Whether you see the fruits of that labor or not is beside the point. You're doing what you're here to do, right? And that is move that needle forward. Finally, if Tiffany's love for flexibility brought her into education, she must accept that she's here because of the profession's dynamics, Okay, in order to maintain 
the joy that she gets because of the flexibility that she has in her classroom or the flexibility that she has with her schedule. She may have to do things that feel uncomfortable. Okay. She may have to do things that feel uncomfortable. If you're a person that you chose to teach because you get summers off or because, um, you get a two week Christmas break or you get spring break or whatever the case may be, everything else that's in the profession may feel uncomfortable to you because you're literally working towards your next break. You're going to have to be okay with that. Tiffany, if that's why you chose to come into teaching, you're going to have to be okay with that. However, however, you can collaborate with someone in other categories. So you could collaborate with people who um, came into teaching because they want to give back to the community, who came into teaching because they were inspired by a parent or grandparent, someone who has a love for the content area, okay? You can collaborate with them, work alongside them so that you can be inspired by them. You can be motivated by them, right? There's so many things that could come from that partnership because teaching isn't an island. Remember, we are more impactful when we are together, okay? So you're, you're collaborating because you want a constant reminder that fruitful impact should be a priority. Even though your why is your vacation, you still need a constant reminder that I'm here for these kids. That fruitful impact is my number one goal, okay? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This particular why will be a hard sell to maintain, especially during challenging times. But I truly believe that if you partner up and become besties with someone who has a why in any of those other six areas, it's going to make it a little bit easier for you. Okay, so remembering why we came together today. Why did we come together in this particular episode of the Beat the Burnout series? Well, because we wanted to understand how can I use my why? How can I build upon my why to consistently be impactful. Well, number one, we want to understand what our why is. Which of these areas does your why fall within? And which of these mantras do you need to be repeating to yourself on a daily basis? Which of these these moments, okay, do you experience? And these mantras are going to help you kind of come out of it on a positive note, okay? So you have some homework. I want you to reflect upon your own why and you can either use the mantras that we discussed today or you can develop your own i want to know how will you speak life okay speak life in yourself into your students into your classroom into your colleagues how will you do it how will you leverage your why to affect positive change i want to hear about it once you've done your homework Meet me over on that Barefoot Ed Facebook page and drop some notes for me. I want to know what you're thinking, what your plans are, and feel free to share your mantra with the community. Until next time, teach like the world depends on it. Because guess what? It does. Before you go, tell me what you think. Subscribing to PD for the Soul means you love it and you want more. Rating us means you got something you want to get off your chest, and I hope it's good. 
And downloading means, whoa, baby, you got space on your device and you want to fill it with this good, good. Man, I hope it's all three. See you guys in the next episode.